Jimmy, let's do a podcast. I love you're always just yelling over music to start this. I always picture the music. I want the music to be, I want us to capitalize on this time more. Tell them what we're going to be talking about today. And then we're going to talk about the um, special. When's mom going to be home? Yeah, getting excited about that. I ain't uh, calling it a special. One week from today, I'll call it a special. One week from this release on uh, July 28th, it comes out. Don't you love that? No, that's like a thing comedians should make fun of. Special. special. It's the most no. pretentious thing. Like, you guys see my special? Mm-hmm. This is all my special material. <laughs> it's an sounds hour. Like a, sounds like a Pat McGann bit. I don't want to call it my normal. <laughs> I want it to be beautiful. Like the World Wars. Did you hear Trump called the World Wars the beautiful World Wars? <laughs> oh my God, did he really? It reminded me of uh, us, or me kind of telling, uh, saying, I, don't, I hate when people say something's cute, when it's like <laughs> old and serious. And, mm-hmm. I mean, beautiful, that doesn't really, that's not the first <laughs> adjective I think of. Is that how he's going to sell the third world war? Like, it's going to be, don't worry, it's going to be sexy. Check out this hottie. We're fine. <laughs> Check out this hottie. World War Three, man. <laughs> is. Whew. You looking fine, World War Three? Smoke show. <laughs> Smoke show. Anyway. The beautiful world wars. Why don't our podcast would be beautiful? I checked out a couple other podcasts recently and i'm like wow these are these are better these are <laughs> well okay all right that's fair yeah for sure no i don't mean that they're legitimately better i don't think no. the content is better i'm just like not everyone's in a parking lot oh that's weird with the uh <laughs> where do they do the podcast then who knows <laughs> i like how we do it i mean if we try to as hard as some of these other people i'm just saying we could be Really good. That's the story of my life, though. Like, if I really try, put some effort in. You ever feel that way? Do you ever feel like you're not a... Uh... My entire life, dude. I am a procrastinator through and through. I am a... Uh, I was always like a uh, get-by type of guy. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I was always like... my. I'm like, I don't have to win. I'm fine being on the podium. Like, I'm cool <laughs> with top three, you know? I don't want to be last. I just, I want to be, you know, and that's a weird thing in sales because, you know, the, the, all these rah-rah meetings are like, you know, we're not going to let anyone outwork us. And I'm always right. like, maybe a few people. <laughs> I'm always like, yeah, like, all right, tell me what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And then let's talk a little bit later about what really, like, what really needs to be done. <laughs> like, let's, come on. <laughs> you use that first one as a negotiation, as a starting point. <laughs> And then I'll offer my expertise and let's be realistic. <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm not going to put a lot of effort into this. What, what's the least I need to do? The minimum. Let's talk the minimum. How can I get by? No, I think it's, uh, it depends on what you're, you're passionate about, right? Some people are really into, you know, think about it when I cut the lawn. If we talked about it before, I mowed the lawn today. I'm like, yeah, I could probably put more into this but i was trimming and getting around and early on i remember learning about the uh law of diminishing returns and i'm like oh i get that 
uh, you know, you can do something a hundred percent of the way all the time, but uh, somewhere around 80%. In a lot of cases, you start getting back 20% of the results. So it might not be in your best interest to keep going for that. You know what I mean? Like, like you're sure. good enough in a lot less time, maybe start on something else. That is how I live my life. <laughs> that 80, 20, they're brought up a lot. Those two numbers, right? Yeah, Isn't it's, that it's the, almost like uh, they equal a hundred together. Is that what they, um, that was the rule of thumb and sales that like 80% of your business will come from 20% of your clients. Dude. And 80% of your headaches will come from 20% of your client. Like it's the easiest thing to just make up any 80, 20 rule. Right. I mean, I'm going to tell you, you know, the first, you know, 80% of your special sales are going to be from the first 20 days. It's out. <laughs> Is that right? No I matter so. what you say, you can make it sound official with the 80-20 rule. <laughs> you can just make shit up. Oh, of course. Numbers are there to be manipulated. It's the whole point be- of them, really. The beautiful <laughs> numbers. Sexy-ass numbers. <laughs> Get out there, seven. I remember my favorite number joke was, uh, what did zero say to eight? What? Nice belt. <laughs> That's a fantastic number joke. <laughs> That's a great dad joke, number joke. Take that one home with you when you're entertaining your kids. <laughs> Dads. I looked at our demos. It's a lot of a lot of more men listening to this podcast than women. So Really? The two guys who talk sports randomly all the time without giving a heads need, up about it? Interesting. We need we need to be more intentional about the female demo. Females, we see you. Looking like a world war. <laughs> Did you see um, the picture floating around today of Zuckerberg? No. With the like he was dressed like a he or not dressed like a but he looked like he he was like went to a mime school. He had like such a honestly didn't even know what it was, but it was sunscreen turned out to be. But he was lathered in it, his whole face. I don't know if he's got a uh, something he's concerned about or. I want to take a look at this. But he had it. It was on thick and they got him like looking over his shoulder, wherever he was, his private beach. But there's a guy who probably knows more about the sun than oh we do. God. Like, does he have some private info? Yes, he probably does, first of all. But also, he's probably the type of guy who doesn't rub sunscreen in because he's on a private beach. But we're making fun of this guy. Like, look at this loser with that sunscreen all over his face <laughs> while he's surfing on a private island in Hawaii. Oh, he's, he exists to be made fun of at this point. That jag off. Your face looks dumb, billionaire. <laughs> Got his ass. Dork. <laughs> Why don't you call it sunscreen Facebook? Loser. Jim Flanagan does not like this look on you. <laughs> not, a good, not a good time to look more white, Mark. <laughs> you dial it back a little bit. Really? Now, I wonder what the... What the proof needs to be on that. I wonder what proof he's going with. Because I got to put sunscreen on my kids, and they look like that sometimes if I don't rub it all the way in. Mm-hmm. What do you they've, uh, got, they've gotten wise to it because I think their buddies will say stuff like, you know, <laughs> dude, you look like a clown. So now they're more conscious about like rubbing it all the way in. I think about that every summer versus the winter. Like, what is worse, putting sunscreen on or 
getting them like hats and gloves and winter coats and layers. Like, which do I like more? What am I annoyed with more? Is there a trust factor with them and the uh, sunblock? Because are you doing it for them or are they, are you trusting that they're getting the right spots? Well, they can't get all the spots. So I got to, now they got the spray, which is great. It's like you just graffiti. I just tag my kids. (laughs) I write my initials on their back. Dad was here. (laughs) Yeah. And just spray them down. Then you got to, you know, rub it in. And then, but the face I've gotten to, um, there's a good technique where you just dot them. You put like a dot on the forehead, dot on the nose, dot on the cheeks, and then you go rub it in. That makes sense. Which is a good move. But it's often, it's very subtle, but I know what's happening when Sarah's like, I'll pack the bags up and like, let me get all this stuff together. Just get sunscreen on them. Mm-hmm. Well, that is, <laughs> that is a great move. Just do the one thing. <laughs> I do that too, right? That's the hardest thing to do. <laughs> I'll start. Let me get the car packed up. Babe, you want to put some sunscreen on them? It's like whoever thinks it at first. <laughs> it's, and we do it in a polite way, but I think we both know yeah. that God, I don't put this damn sunscreen on. So like when you go out, do you, did you sunscreen? I saw you yesterday. Did you sunscreen up for uh, our visit to our friend Kevin's yesterday? I didn't put anything like on my arms or, but I, I have a, a face thing that has sunscreen in it. It's like a, a lotion, a moisturizer. Oh boy. That has SPF like, I think 20 or 25 in it. My guy's got a skincare regimen for you, buddy. Um, I mean, I have a, uh, Sarah got me a lotion that, yeah. I can make me self-conscious about No, my- a little sun protected. It's good. <laughs> I, on the other hand, pulled up. You don't of, do it. I, I pulled up in front of Kevin's house and grabbed my bottle of SPF 100 and lathered up right in front of his house before I went inside. <laughs> oh, you did? I really did. I parked like further down so no one would be able to see me, but I'm like, this is ridiculous. I should do more on my arms because it's, uh, but that's in my family. That's in my, I had a thing. Do you remember last year I had the thing removed? Oh yeah. Like a a basal cell. Forgot about that. That's like a rite of passage for my family. Like one was here, we get around, we get around together. We got the basils. (laughs) When did you you get your first BC removed? Talk to me. Was it your nose? Neck? You're making me nervous. I should probably at least, uh, I just have so many freckles everywhere. I don't even know where they'd begin if they start looking at them. They know what they're looking for. Yeah, those ones that try and blend in. Good, because it's going to be like, where's Waldo? <laughs> A lot try and find it. <laughs> like, really? They're all wearing the same thing. <laughs> they're not unfamiliar with a freckled person. That's, that's the demo. I should go by you. I should go to the south side. They're used to this all day. I can remember a couple of times getting really burned up, just lazy. Like even yeah. like after college, I was playing in some basketball tournament with some buddies and I was like, I should probably, and they're all like, you're fine. <laughs> Couldn't lift my arms. There's a uh, sunscreen member in police academy when they put dork on the guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's sunscreen. And then summer, summer rental, Tom or uh, John Candy falls asleep with like his arms behind his neck. Uh-huh. <laughs> it burns like the inside of his, <laughs> the inside of his arms. You ever get that? You ever get like a, uh, like a, on your arm from driving with your window open? Oh the, yeah. The trucker or like, uh, or like what your kids, that's why I was asking if you trust them to do it because I remember being a kid and my mom would be like, I thought you put on sunscreen. I'd be like, yeah, I did. But I'd have forgotten like one side of my face. 
or like like one leg. You know what I mean? Just like one piece that's highlighted as to where you didn't sunscreen. Oh yeah, you got to reapply too, and that's always. I got burned one time in Daytona, Florida. It was like a school trip, Dayton to Daytona. We didn't really have a spring break, but the school year would end with this trip at like the first week of May. So you go down to Daytona and it wasn't like a spring break atmosphere because there were no other schools there. But Dayton had always like one and part of another hotel. It was just a scene, right? Real quick, was just it strictly because you could just add an A to the end of Dayton and it was like a cool logo and everything? I'm sure that was like an allure somewhere and played in there as to why Dayton to Daytona. Oh, that's it's dumb. And I love definitely it. the connection. <laughs> I love it. So I went there and I got so sunburned the first day. And it was like, do you ever get on the top of your feet? Oh man. Like, forget it. It's like your feet. What are do you bro- do? They're like broken. I was like army crawling to the keg to, to get my, get my red dog. That's when they give you a, <laughs> It's when they give you a mug and they're like, don't lose this. Happy hours every day from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. I think they had like a happy hour mug, like four o'clock. And you said free refills on a mug. Remember those drink deals? It's like, who is making money? And what do they don't care, man? They're the volume. That's such a, you know, in Mexico, my friends and I would go still like 50 cent margarita places on the beach. And you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to spend $25 and be here for 15 hours. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's like, I guess that once you turn 18, like doing that, but until then, I'm not letting my kids go to spring break. No way. Some like, I remember in high school, some of my buddies, not even like cl- close buddies, but I, there were a ton of people going to like Padre Island. And I mean, I knew better to even like run it by my parents, but I think I did <laughs> give it up give it a pass at some point. <laughs> yeah. Try it once. Right. Are you out of your mind? Well, I could talk and just go back. Like, yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> like I probably didn't want to go anyway, be in a car that, that alone, the drive. Cause I drove to Daytona one time with a bunch of buddies and I, you know, you pull straws for like the shift that shift. you're going to drive. And I pulled like 5.00 AM. Oh no. So I had to go for like 5.00 AM to 9.00 AM. And, you know, the first, it's like, what am I, we, we leave Dayton and I'm just going to go to sleep. It's like, you, you're fired right. up. Right. My buddy had, a, my buddy had a brought a TV, had a TV in his lap. <laughs> this before, like, screens. He had a TV in his lap, holding it so everyone could see it. We're putting movies in. <laughs> I'm telling you, everybody fell asleep till 4.30. And my buddy, was he was my partner. This guy's a, uh, he's a police officer now in Long Island. Nice. And he was like, I'm, I'm up, man. Let's do this. I, I'm not lying when I said 20 minutes later, he was just passed out. <laughs> and then I, I'm getting the nods. That's the worst feeling. Oh, it's the worst. I had to uh, drive friends home once from Alpine Valley. So Alpine Valley to Chicago, you know, from where we were, two hours tops. I mean, nothing in comparison. But it was one of those and everyone's like, we'll stay up with you, man. And you're leaving a concert. So first of all, you've got like that extra hour just getting out of the parking oh, lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're leaving like a, oh. a huge outdoor concert. And dude, by the time we hit the road, I was the only person awake for the, the entire drive. You got like seven and, people in an SUV, you know, and oh. you are just one eye in at home. Uh, <laughs> it's the word. We used to go Sounds to a like lot of... Someone relaxing. Just put, put everyone to sleep. You guys... 
went to see uh, Enya. <laughs> <laughs> now we used to go see a lot of uh, random shows up there, and sometimes we wouldn't even make it into the concert because it was just such a, a party area. I have friends who would uh, take a bus to Buffett up there every year. And like one of my buddies, he was like, I've been there five years in a row, never been inside. Really? <laughs> he's just up there with the parrot heads. Yeah, he's like, I buy a ticket, but why? I went there. I saw Pearl Jam there. And I think I saw, I might have seen Dave Matthews there. U2? Did I see U2 there? Dude, I pulled up some U2 recently. I don't listen to them that much anymore. Yeah. Did you pull up you two or did they just show up on your phone on random since they installed the <laughs> album for all of us? I never listened to that one. No. That, that pissed me off too. And I like them. Yeah. It's so they annoying. Forced on you. You know who died up there at Alpine? Uh, Steve, Stevie Ray, right? Yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan, right? The helicopter accident. Yeah, man. I have family who I think I have an aunt and uncle who were at that show. No kidding. If not, I will be corrected. Wow. Yeah. I guess it was like foggy conditions and you ever play play that game just like people in music and airline disasters or aircraft disasters like you could go you could go for a while <laughs> it's a game sounds fun on a road trip didn't we go to the rock and roll hall of fame together yes we did i mean i think we were talking about how they could they could have a a wing a wing a, wing, a broken wing call it the broken wing <laughs> Could have a wing of of those. We only have one wing of these people because that's how most <laughs> of the planes were that caused them to be here. <laughs> You're like John Denver's not rock and roll, <laughs> but fine. Give it to him. Um, you've been to. We've talked about the one in Iowa, right? You've gone to see the. Who was that one? Oh, the Buddy Holly. The, the Buddy Holly, Big Bopper, Richie Valance. Richie Valance gets lost in that. He does, but he doesn't. It was actually the one that kind of brought it to my attention because La Bamba was in like my sweet spot. That movie was huge when I was probably like fifth, sixth grade. Lou Diamond Phillips. Great movie. It is a great movie. I remember kind of being like, really? He didn't make up that song? La Bamba? Mm -hmm. Kind of a bummer, right? But yeah, Buddy Holly. Big bopper. Big bopper. Yeah, I think Richie Valance got the do for a little while there in the probably right around 90, right? Late 80s, early 90s. But since then, yeah, you just never hear about him anymore. That's sad, man. That dude was like, he was like 17 or something. Amazingly talented. Yeah, that. And uh, what was the other one? O'Donna. O'Donna, yeah. <laughs> Where did he come I, up with that one? I remember like seeing a teaser for like Entertainment Tonight and they're like, and we catch up with the real Donna. What is she doing now? And I was like, blew my mind. I didn't even think about what Donna was up to. And then they, they go to Donna and she was kind of underwhelming. Just like, I think she was, I think her, her new husband or whoever she ended up with was like, you're not going to go on there and say you love this guy, are you? <laughs> you got a family. Well, he wrote a song about me. Uh, Who else did that happen with? Um, do you know Plain White Tees and they had that song, Hey There, Delilah? Delilah. There was a newspaper at the time when the song came out who wrote like an article about they reached out to her and everything. And um, it was similar, really weird. And she was like, oh, he's just a guy who had a crush on me. <laughs> Not interested. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. She wasn't that 
it was just kind of just like, it's really nice. Thanks for calling. You know what I mean? You could just tell it was very uncomfortable for her. Yeah. So they were never together. She just, it was like an un, unrequited love. And he wrote this song about her and used her name. Skyrockets the charts. And she's like, still don't like you. Everything this guy could have possibly wanted to happen, happened. And it's still not enough. Oh, man. Delilah is a tough one to crack, huh? Yeah, I guess she did um, go to like an event with him, but they've never dated or anything. She's, uh, you know, they're Chicago based, right? No, I did not know that. So she went to Queen of Peace in Burbank. What? I know a lot of Queen of Peace girls. Do you know a lot of them named Delilah? No. Where was he from? Villa Park area. I thought them and like Lucky Boys Confusion were kind of all the same area. Lombard, Illinois. Plain White Tees, yeah. And Tom oh, Higginson, the, the, he met her through a mutual friend and was like interested in her. And uh, she was not. I thought it was about Delilah, like the radio host. He just wanted to be played during. <laughs> you ever hear her when you're driving late at night? No. What does she do? Oh, she talks like real, like a smoky voice. Delilah. You listen oh. to uh, Delilah. <laughs> they always have some like love crossed. Is that still a big thing? When I was a kid, there were a lot of like Lonely Hearts radio programs, weren't there? Oh, yeah. So pathetic, right? Everything was, you know, like your love, you know, you'd call and like, well, I wrote a girl, I met a girl named Delilah in New York City and she wants nothing to do with me. So, <laughs> yeah, like the misconnection stuff that you see, you used to see that in the, in the paper a lot, right? That's a big thing all over again with like the internet. Yeah, trying to find Craigslist somebody. has misconnections and all sorts of, yeah. yeah. I don't know anyone that's connected that way. I don't either. Would you admit it? I mean, yeah, I would think I would. Do you not come clean? I don't know. I remember my, um, I remember my aunt and uncle, my uncle telling me that he met my wife, or met my wife, met his wife at Marshall Fields. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we were arguing over like this last, like she wanted to buy this shirt for her brother and I wanted to buy for my brother. Like he had this whole, and then he came clean, like just a couple months later, like now we met at a bar, <laughs> but he that didn't seems... want, <laughs> but people used to hide that, that they met in bars. And then, oh, and that's weird. That became so normal. And then people didn't want to say, I mean, how many times you've been at a comedy show? Like where you guys met? And I can, I can remember the replies always being like they didn't want to say they met online right and now when you ask people they'll say online some people do some it depends on their age i think yeah i think you still get people who are uncomfortable with it i don't know and it it depends on what website too i'm sure but we don't we don't need to know that part (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah let me see your guys profiles (laughs) did you guys deactivate yet or still figuring it out still out there you never, there's a, just a great old Greg Giraldo bit where he talks about how he got married just before online dating came out. And he's like, now all these guys who are friends of mine, like who never got anywhere are getting laid like all of the time. You know, he's like, and I got married just before. He's like, I feel like the guy who got polio, like just before the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. My favorite. Greg Giraldo bit is the letters, the love letters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the flowery language of the Civil War. 
my what dearest, if it was like oh, my dearest Abigail? <laughs> how I long for your embrace, your flowing locks, <laughs> your comfortable, comforting scent, like all this, like just beautiful. Yeah. And then what's the uh, the it updated? Like, it was like, yeah. could you imagine that with like a like an eighteen year old? I don't know from Long Island or something. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, "Don't fuck nobody till I get home." <laughs> Tina, <laughs> my dearest, bang Tina. nobody. <laughs> oh man, he was great. Taken way people too young. People, people don't write letters anymore. This no. would be it. If letters were ever to come back, this would have been the time. This right? seems like the right opportunity. I had to fill out a Menards rebate the other day, and my wrist hurt. Oh, I was like, that's a lot of <laughs> filling in squares. I couldn't imagine writing someone a letter in 2020. Where, where are we getting at Menards? I don't even remember. You filled out a rebate form for that long and you can't even remember what it was for? You just have to put in all of your information. <laughs> they give you everything else. You don't write in what it is. It's... See, that's something I don't really do. I never jump on rebates. It's such an archaic process, specifically so you don't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, all you got to do is uh, write us a letter and we'll give you 11% of everything back. That's good to do it. If you have the discipline, you can get it done. I had one of those Saturdays where I was like, I'm going to get a bunch of shit done. And I did that. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm getting like $3 back from Menards. And that was my whole Saturday. It's something though. You ever do that though? You ever like add things on a list that aren't really important? Like just to, just to get in the rhythm of oh, doing yeah. things. I'll add things I already did. I, sh- I should get credit for that. <laughs> Cross it out. It's the best feeling. I was um, thinking about that the other day, like this guy in front of me at Walgreens. These transactions need to be a little quicker. And he he takes his mask off to talk to the... Oh, boy. To talk to the woman at the register and is like switching the card. Like the first card doesn't work, puts in another card, touching every button takes coupons out that he forgot he had, had to apply those. It's like, come on, buddy. Just let's go. We're all festering here. <laughs> I know you need your 20 cents off, but uh, we're just standing around during a pandemic. <laughs> In case you didn't notice, the old pandemic is still around. It's an active one. Yeah, the, um, the dude leaves Walgreens. I'm right behind him. And then he puts his mask on and he's, he's the idiot. You know, he sees people driving with no one in the car and with the mask on, you took it off in the store and you have it on here in the car. And he's giving me that wave. Like, cause I was like walking by his car. Give me that wave. Like he's letting me go in front of him. It's like, dude, I'm halfway across already. When it's like the backhanded, like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. It's like, don't even, don't even do, or just like the, they're rolling through and like waving you past aggressively. Like, come on. It's like, dude, I just saw um, one of these things I was listening to. I heard about this study. This Was it UCLA or somewhere out there? What's the one, Berkeley? It was mm-hmm. Berkeley. They're doing an, a social experiment on, um, I think, like affluence or privilege. They put these pedestrians, they're like Berkeley undergrad kids, at a crosswalk, ready to go to cross there's no light there, but just like it is here in Illinois, I think it's a, a law that if there's pedestrians in the crosswalk and it's, you know, painted, I actually got a ticket for this once in, uh, in old town. You got to stop. You got to stop. And they put a, um, scale together on cars, like a five to a zero. 
And the fives were like brand new Mercedes. It was all based on the value of your, of your car. And they said that it was like 0% of the zeros didn't stop. Like the shittier yep. the car, the more likely, likely you were. And it was like 45% of the fives would just like accelerate or ignore you or just don't have time too busy going through. Yeah. 100. I completely agree. I mean, first of all, some of those zeros are like, Ooh, if I hit him, the car may not make it. So there is some bias in there as well. Right They They need to stop for their sake as much as yours. The moment you started talking about this, I I assumed that the nicer the car, the shittier the person. And I can say that as which is something I had a BMW for years and you do things strictly because you can. Well, I used to be an asshole. Yeah, I was because I could. <laughs> now I don't have the pickup to be an asshole. Like I, if someone like cut in front of me a little closer than they should have in a car with that type of speed, you make it look a lot closer than it really was. Right. Now no, I, I have a hybrid. I'm like, no, nope, you just go there. No problem. Take your time. No, I don't think that you would be. Right, oh, these people. No, no, no. At 100 per, you don't even mean to. Like, you just know that I can get there faster than that. Like, not to people. I would never, if it's like, I will stop and let anyone walk and cross. But other cars, yeah, man. When you've got a car that can do those things, you make sure uh, it's awful. What a, <laughs> <laughs> having a car that allows you to be a bad person is the worst. Dude, these Teslas are insanity. I was in my buddy's Tesla not too long ago and I could see doing it with that car. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's like a roller coaster. Those things, the acceleration, the top of your head back so much faster than a normal vehicle. And they're super safe. I mean, they pretty much drive themselves. They do. They have self-driving modes. I don't, I feel like this had to be before we started doing the podcast. I've only been in one and, but I was like leaving an open mic and uh, I got in an Uber and the Uber was a Tesla. And first of all, if you ever want to look like an asshole leaving an open mic, make sure there's a chauffeured Tesla picking you up. <laughs> if, there's, if there's something open mic comedians are very forgiving about while they're outside smoking. Were you ordering t- like an Uber black? Just a regular Uber. And they, it was in Villa Park. It was you, Josephine's, you've been there. And uh, they, just a regular Uber and they sent a Tesla. And thankfully the mic had just ended. So every comic was outside smoking. Oh, that's great. <laughs> like, oh, Mr. Flanning and your drivers arrived. <laughs> did you have the, uh, did have the, the uh, DeLorean style doors? Like the Lambo doors type of thing? Yeah. Yeah. I love doors like that. They're badass. They just look like you're really getting into something. Like, why don't they have those on like average cars? Just to spice it up a little bit. Throw a couple <laughs> of those on a Malibu. <laughs> like, sure, this I, is a Ford Fiesta, but. <laughs> put it on a Chevy Celebrity. I used to whip, I used to whip around the South side in the Chevy Celeb. Did I ever tell you that story? No. Which year was yours? The cars all looked like they'd been drawn with rulers and then they went like, right. they all looked like they were inflated for a while. I am going to guess that that car was like either an 88 or an 86. My dad was in his Chevys. Okay. We had always had Chevys. So this celebrity, I was uh, not where I was supposed to be. I went and picked up this girl I was dating like way out in Orland. And I was supposed to just be going to Marist <laughs> for a game, which I was, I was like, I am going to Marist for a game, but I'm going to go past Marist. Grab my lady. Grab my girl. 
come back. Well, on the way back, I got like T-boned. I was like trying to get in a left turn lane. And this guy was coming out of a gas station and just smoked me. I didn't really think anything of it. I was like, well, this is this dude's fault. And then the cops came and it was like, yeah, it's this dude's fault, right? He hit me and like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Two years later, like right before the statute of limitations, I was at Dayton and I got a, like a summons. You're getting right. sued. So this guy was suing me for this accident. And I had to give a deposition. So did everyone else that was there. Wow. I mean, not, and now it's like, I haven't even like, I've lost touch with some of these people. Right. The, the girl. This is what turned me off to, to law. This is like, cause I always thought maybe I'd be a lawyer. Okay. Dude, I, this whole process, I gave a deposition. The guy was a total jag off and trying to like get me going, which was not difficult to do. Cause I was young and dumb and sure. you know, had a total hothead. Like sure. this guy, like, dude, have you seen the pictures? Answer the question. They're trying I didn't want to just, I didn't want to just answer the question. I wanted to be heard. Right. So the end result was the insurance company settled out of court and this dude got money Would meanwhile, like this guy made a cash grab. He smoked me out of the Holy street. Shit. This piece of shit. How so, do you get money? Fast forward, uh, from the insurance companies just settled. It was cheaper to settle than, uh, Cause he claimed that his wife had like foot problems after that or something. Meanwhile, I mean, I, I was there. I saw that there was no damage. Like they were going out to dinner. I'm like, you guys good. I remember that. I was like, Oh, we're good. We're good. We're fine. Yeah. She had some sunburn on her foot, but that was it. And you guys didn't. I had a Maris, <laughs> I had a Maris coat on and they're like, we're just so sad. It's a Maris boy because our, nephew goes there. We love Maris. Our son's graduated from there, all this nonsense. So then they sue me. So when I was in sales, I sold packaging and I got this random, uh, made this random cold call to this company. They put me into this purchasing dude who sells, you know, he's the buyer and I'm trying to sell what he's buying. I go in there and I'm pitching him, and he's just like, you don't remember me, do you? And I'm like, Oh my God, dude, you're the one that sued me. And he's like, yeah, I thought I would give you an opportunity to come in here. And I like, I was like, dude, what was that about? You were fine. Your wife was fine. Yeah. He starts, he starts giving me song and dance. And I was like, dude, I don't want to do business with you. So I just let it rip. I thought that was ridiculous and blah, 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 blah. Stood up. I mean, I walked out basically, but just like, I can't believe I had a chance to cross paths with this guy again. And he knew something was up because he knew who you were when he let He like, knew. Yep. He knew who I was when he uh, made the appointment. Shit. I did not. I mean, just was he looking for you to apologize? I don't know. Maybe in his sick brain, he's like, I'll give this guy an opportunity. I'll give him business and then he'll, he'll do all right because I screwed him. Feel better about himself? Ah, oh, what a piece of shit. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to Google him. I bet he's dead now. He was older. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Yeah, pretty funny. All right, real quick, I want to circle back to a couple of things because I want to at least start the conversation. Dude, we are, we talked about the word special, but we're one week away, man. Uh, the world finally gets to see the special one week today. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying the, the world. world special. You know what? I'm, I'm just happy to have something uh, to do these days and get out there. And yeah, it's, uh, I think it looks good. I've seen it. I'm excited about it. I can't wait to see it. I know you're going to be all over, you're literally going to be all over the place. Yeah. I got some promo coming up. We're going to do a ton. I'm, I'm doing a ton of radio call-ins like this list. I got, it's three days of calling markets from like 8am till 1pm each day, man, all, all these towns that 
That's going to be a yeah. long time in your car. I might have to do some of this stuff in my car. Doing a couple podcasts with Sebastian. We're going to do um, Bert Kreischer's podcast, I believe. And we're doing, um, we've got the Today Show confirmed. I think we're going to do the Today Show next next week. Man. We're on the 29th. We're doing, um, we're going to be on, I'm going to be on In Living Color. I have a guest, ca- a guest, guest cameo and <laughs> Silver Spoons reboot. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. because they, they heard our Silver Spoons episode. Oh, really? We talked about it. No, I just, what else I got? W, uh, locally, I'm doing WGN Morning News awesome. a couple times next week. Access Hollywood, I think we're doing. That's so I gotta, incredible. I'll be busy. You're doing the All Today this Show. this is virtual, too. I know. You don't get to meet Al. I know. wish we could be buzzing around. <laughs> I did hear that you're guest hosting the Family Feud. Is that correct? I am. Taking over for Richard Kern for a day? And I'm trying to, if everyone gets tested, they said I could kiss everyone. <laughs> In honor of little Andre. Little Andre. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man, congratulations. That's awesome. I I'm with you. I'm thrilled. I couldn't be happier for people to see it, dude. I know we're going to talk a little bit more about it over the next couple episodes, but, uh, being there that night, I mean, it, it was just incredible. And the Vic, the history at that place. Yeah, it was cool. That place looks great on camera, which I had seen on a couple of specials, like Roy Woods being one of them. I had been to that theater before. I used to live right by there, like throughout my twenties. I was like blocks from there. We used to go to a brew and view there. Um, so I always knew the Vic. And then when I started doing stand-up, I only did one show there. I opened for Angela Johnson there. Wow. Right after Josephine was born, I was still living up there. And I think this show, I'm pretty sure it was on St. Patrick's day and it was insanity. And I'm kind of like, who's going to go to this show yeah. on St. Patrick's day. It was like a 70 degree St. Patrick's day, 2012. I guess that was right after Joseph was born. And I walked cause you couldn't get a cab and you'd crawl down Southport or Clark or Sheffield, any of those streets. Um, some are walking to the venue. I lived at like Fullerton. Um, and it was just a great vibe walking in there and it was yeah. packed. And I was like, at that time, that was the biggest place I had really done comedy. Like those boxes, I got those Abe Lincoln boxes. Oh man. Incredible. Which Rahm Emanuel is sitting in one and, and Matt O'Shea, our alderman. I'm like, why are we putting the politicians in the Lincoln box? Is this a plot? Are we so, part of a... <laughs> I will say that was because I, I, uh, you were kind enough to let me open those shows. And uh, you always want to look up and see if Rahm is laughing. You know what I mean? Oh, right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I've never entertained the mayor before, you know? So once I saw that he was laughing at stuff, it was like, it's hard not to just stare at him after every punchline. He's up into the he's side a, box. He's a good laugher. He is a great laugher. Big comedy fan. Uh, couldn't have been nicer, you know, uh, to talk to after. I mean, you killed it. What'd you think of it? Did you like that uh, theater? Was that your first time there? It was my first time uh, there for sure. And it was my first, I mean, it was one of the biggest shows I've ever done. It was amazing to be part of that. And for everyone to get to see what you did that night, I, I can't wait. I got some behind the scenes footage. My buddy, uh, you know, Matt. Yeah. Matt Machete who's great. He does a lot of, uh, he's done some video work for me in the past and he's just a good dude. Anyway, he shot some, uh, behind the scenes stuff. So I'm hoping to put a reel out soon just to, you know, kind of capture more like the vibe of the night and the energy that was, that was there. Cause it was, uh, it was definitely fun. Just incredible. Sebastian, you know, getting to see him walk out there. It was just a fun night overall. Yeah, it was so cool. You know, just him doing this for me. 
yeah. is uh, is just unbelievable. And then how about that side story, Brian uh, Brian Volk Weiss, who is the director producer. He's with Comedy Dynamics, who's mm-hmm. um, producing the thing. Well, Sebastian's the producer, but then the it's a Comedy Dynamics um, project. Special. So my point the word because you hate it. My point is this, because you are connected to this guy too. So Pat Enright, remember Pat who booked the sports night out here at Holy Redeemer? Yeah. When I was starting out, I would do this sports. I did it probably seven or eight times. And they'd always have like a prominent Chicago athlete. I would go up and I would roast whoever it was. I mean, they had like Isaac Gian, Gary Fensick, Otis Wilson. Ronick. Jeremy Roenick. When I was talking with Pat about one of the events, and this is, again, I had probably only been doing stand-up a few years. He's like, hey, my buddy is in LA and he is in, he does like comedy specials. He makes, he's like, I know this guy really well. I want, I want to put you guys in touch. And I was like, you know, maybe eventually one day, but I'm not like, you know, I'm not going to do an hour right now. Right. Or I wasn't just, I was just wasn't there yet. You know, sure. it just kind of faded. So then fast forward to this, Brian Volkweiss is the guy that he was talking about. The guy who is actually doing the special Incredible. is his college roommate, Pat Enright's college roommate. And another guy I went to uh, high school with, Bob Vall. They wow. lived with him in, at the University of Iowa. When you hear about this connection to Chicago or the South Side or whatever it is, you kind of like could roll your eyes at it after a while. Yeah. But then these things happen. It's powerful. And it's man. like, dude, it is a uh, small world. And the guy couldn't be, you know, I'm so happy to be partnering with him on it. He's been awesome to work with. They did a really nice job. Yeah. And, you flew uh, out there for part of the editing process, right? Yeah. I went out there to, um, I kind of tagged it to something. I was out there for something anyway. Okay. And I stayed stay an extra day. Um, and, it was great. It did not take as long as I thought it was. I think I was thinking I was going to stay in LA that night, but I had not booked a hotel room and then I was able to catch a night's flight home. So I was in and out of there. Perfect. Um, they do things so quickly now, you know, with the special, there's hopefully not a whole lot to take out. I did a couple just for the fun of it that night. I did a couple of local things that I, I knew I wasn't going to use. So sure. we put, took those out. I took a couple other, you know, trim some fat. And then, uh, you know, we had to sweeten all the laughter and all the reactions. <laughs> Boost that. <laughs> we had to remove you know. the applause sign from visibility for the at-home audience. <laughs> I don't know if you were able to see it, but every time they wanted an applause break, Sebastian would just walk out and stand by. <laughs> Is that what was happening? Yeah, so they're going to remove... Like they- they're, once it was me, but uh, they're just going to remove all that stuff. For uh, for the TV, well, whatever they have to do to make make it look good, it was incredible. Um, it was yeah, I can't wait. I'm so excited. So I'm uh, I'm on here right now. Let me ask you the pre order process. It is available for pre order now through Amazon, through Amazon, and then through iTunes too. And then on the date of release, it'll just pop up in your in your possession. That's awesome. And then the day of the release, I, I come to your house and I ring your doorbell and say, check your phone, check your TV. It's there. Should be. I'll have a mask on. 
It's nice of you. Nice, man. You got a busy, busy week ahead of you. I'm uh, excited that we get to be a little part of this. I know you're not a big fan of uh, talking about all this stuff, but I want to know. I think the people want to know. So I'm going to be asking you questions over the course of the next couple episodes. It's good to uh, feel like I have a couple of things to do because I've been so slow lately. I remember in March being like, why can't we just drop it now? Like, just put it out there. Like, you know? And that's just not how it works. But then, you know, I was thinking that maybe things would be a lot different. And they are different now. And it's Mm -hmm. summer. But I still think it's going to, you know, hopefully reach some people. And, you know, there's a fee to download it, which is, it's not a big fee. But I was initially like, oh, man. But now it's like, I feel like that's so normal now, too. Like, we're, we're downloading stuff. I feel much less bad about that now. Absolutely. I no, I'm going to send you a receipt. I know you'll reimburse me, but just as a podcast expense, but I mean, I'm definitely going to pay for it. I have a discount code for our listeners. Really? It's called, it's called just kidding. <laughs> I don't, I wish I did. <laughs> I was all excited. Thinking you were our first sponsor. <laughs> no, I wish I did. I wish I did. I really don't. And, and hopefully people just laughed at that. <laughs> I know I did. I want you to see my beautiful special, <laughs> which I, I, I wish I could go back and rename it. Why? Name, my beautiful special. <laughs> Either iTunes or Amazon. You can do the pre-order now and it'll pop up in your feed on the 28th. Yeah, buddy. It's exciting, man. Um, I just went ahead and got my copy now. Come on. You just pre-ordered it? Just pre-ordered it right now. Just put my money where my mouth is. Live in real time. Show people how easy it is. That is good programming. That's how you do it. Nicely done. Yeah, bud. I should let you get out of here. You got a a lot of stuff ahead of you. And now you got to fix your bath. Mm. What? um, Sounds much more fun than it is. (laughs) We didn't get into that, but Jim's having a, a homeowner issue, which I feel bad about, dude, because... Anything else right now, anything extra you got to deal with right now sucks. And I've been there, buddy. And I, I mean, I just have to have a plumber come in, but it may need to involve the people downstairs. And that's fun to get other people involved during COVID. So right. <laughs> it's like between our floors. So anyway, yeah, got to figure all that out. Whatever. We'll get there. You produce your special. It's okay. I'll just, I'll be over here making sure there's no water leaking, but fine. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll do all the promo. Do you mind just making sure this water is <laughs> real quick? I'll do it like you guys with the kids sunscreen. I feel like it's not your fault. It I sounds feel like, like it's cool. your responsibility, maybe initially, but. Got to figure that out. We'll get it there. Condo board press, put them to work. Mm-hmm. Everyone is just kind of standing on a house of cards we all are really like it's so we want like we want new bridges and roads and infrastructure in this country and then it's like i got a leak in my house (laughs) i mean we both had leaks in our houses in the last couple months there's a lot of leaks sure that's what we need to be dealing with that it is all right i have one specifically that i need to be dealing with so i'm gonna hit that one up (laughs) yeah buddy
We're going to see you all over, man. We'll be, uh, if people aren't already, I highly encourage them to follow you on social media. They should be if they're here. Follow you so we can see everything you're doing over the course of the next week. Make sure you're posting stuff, bud. Yeah, I'm going to be posting stuff. People are going to be sick of me. It just is what it is right now. I should probably take trivia this week, too. You got enough on your plate. I'll handle that. No one's going to get sick of you. This is what people are here for. We can do, um, we can do a, a hybrid in trivia. We'll both come prepared. Then we're going to know the answers to each other's questions. <laughs> yeah, right. We're both going to know which YouTubers have a birthday. <laughs> grandma. Did you hear that? Uh, what's her face? What's, what was her name? Gangsta Grandma? Gangsta Grandma checked out. Really? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Shit, a leak. <laughs> but it can't, be long. it can't be long, Gangsta Grandma. <laughs> She's 90. Tick tock. Ah. Tick tock. <laughs> oh, that music better be already playing. There's oh, no better man. way to end it. All right, dude. Good luck with your stuff, Jim. Thanks, buddy. You too. And, and everyone uh, listening, I appreciate it. We love the um, reviews. Keep downloading, subscribe, and tell your friends and ladies. Tell those other ladies. <laughs> I want to get the demo. I just got that demo thing. It's like the pie shark, and the guys are eating all the pie. Is this a couple, couple more slices of women? <laughs> I can't believe that you. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that you. You really dig into the demographics. You it's a pie chart this weekend. You're like, I'm listening to their podcast. I got a pie chart. <laughs> Where does it say here? I'm going to pull it up here. I, I can give people a little uh, background info, a little taste of our listenership. Yeah, I get this. Uh, I get the dashboard. Forty percent of our listeners don't like Dr. Fauci. <laughs> that number gets smaller by the week. It's sixty uh, percent male, and then there's a, a there's a sliver that's not specified. I don't know who that okay. is. The age demo that we're strongest in thirty five to forty four. That's our sweet spot. That that makes sense. Yeah, that's our ages. But I'm about to, next year, I'll be in this other demo. I don't know, but I'm going to have But it's pretty it's strong. But our actually, the next one is 23 to 27, which is stronger than 28 to 34. And then the other is 60 to 150. Who, who? Is that okay. real? <laughs> yeah, 60 to 150. Oh, are you sure not, like, minutes they listen? Um, no, this is, these are ages. How many? Uh, I can't believe you made me double check that. I can't believe you did. It's <laughs> like, wait a minute. Wait, wait huh? What's that? Um, I am stupid sometimes. Is this one of those times? <laughs> and then our last episode is trending nicely. We got some new listeners, hopefully. Awesome. All right. If that's the case, we better get out of here. We should. I just like to say to the 150 year olds thank you for listening to our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Stay inside. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> All right, man. Have a great night. You too. Later. <laughs>